I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, November 30th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals, before we get to the good stuff, let's talk about everyone's favorite topic, the weather. According to the Weather Network, the weeks leading up to the holidays will feel pretty mild across most of the country, but don't get too comfortable. Scientists say that El Nino is likely to deliver some curveballs after December, especially from the eastern prairies to Atlantic Canada. So a mixed weather forecast in our future. But let's focus on the good news, which is we're going to have a mild few weeks leading up to the holidays. So that's great. Peak Pals, we hope you're staying warm. We've got a great episode for you today. For our first story, a new news deal. For our second story, a year of chat GPT. And for our third story, digital tax spat. For our first story, Canadians will get to keep some of their access to news now that the government has reached a deal with Google over the controversial Online News Act. After months of tense negotiations, Google has finally agreed to pony up $100 million a year for the Canadian news content hosted on its platform, part of an effort to compensate media companies for the advertising revenue that has been lost to big tech. Back in June, the government has ordered tech companies to pay 4% of their annual Canadian revenue, but $172 million per year for Google and $62 million for Facebook. Now, we've come a long way since Google called that deal unworkable, but the feds will still have to confirm the specifics before the law comes into effect on December 19th. This all matters because through the deal, Canadians just barely avoided a Google News block, which would have impacted audiences and publishers for whom Google is the biggest driver of traffic. In Spain, similar laws led to Google to suspend its news platform in 2014. Meta, on the other hand, has already blocked news on Facebook and Instagram in response to the law and has shown no willingness to enter back into negotiations. Removing news from the world's biggest social media platforms has hurt Canadian media companies, many of which relied on social media access for their audience. The bottom line is smaller, newer, independent outlets that relied on Facebook and Instagram are still out in the cold, with many scaling back or pivoting their operations. But for outlets that rely on search traffic, the Google deal will likely bring a welcome sigh of relief. For our second story, today marks the one-year anniversary of an event that changed the world forever, the UN bestowing the baguette with protected heritage status. We're just kidding about that one. It's only somehow been one year since OpenAI unlatched Pandora's box of generative AI and publicly released ChatGPT. The chatbot was an overnight sensation, gaining 1 million users in five days, peaking with 1.8 billion monthly users in May. Those ludicrously high numbers have slipped slightly, but the bot remains popular. Per similar web data, OpenAI.com is currently the 21st most visited website in the world. The big picture is ChatGPT spurred a year of AI fever, with tech giants like Google and Microsoft throwing caution to the wind and putting a scare in some experts to spawn legions of imitators, including Bard, Ernie, Claude, and Jimmy John. Okay, we made that last one up. But this all matters because for most users, ChatGPT was likely the first time they had ever used that level of AI technology. The fact its existence has become normalized and that the OG version even looks quite quaint now shows just how rapid AI development has been. Next, OpenAI will look to move on from the failed coup d'etat against CEO Sam Altman as it tries to reach its goal of $1 billion in revenue for 2024. Meanwhile, ChatGPT will sire many offspring as OpenAI lets developers build and sell custom GPT bots. For our third story, move over dairy tariff quotas. There's a new U.S.-Canada trade disagreement in town. It's that the feds introduced legislation that would introduce the digital services tax, DST, 
which would levy a 3% tax on tech companies with annual revenues over $1.1 billion and Canadian digital services revenues of $20 million. Examples are Amazon and Google. It's projected to raise $900 million annually per the 2021 budget. The Fed's didn't specify when it might come into effect, but implied they're aiming for January 1st. Now to catch you up, this year, OECD nations nearly unanimously agreed to wait until 2025 to roll out any new DSTs. Canada was one of just five countries to vote against the motion directly in defiance of the U.S., which has repeatedly asked Canada to hold their tax-loving horses. The U.S. is worried DSTs would undermine the OECD's ambitions of a new global tax rule, a crusade that the U.S. has been leading. And this is being ratified, so this could really disrupt it. Now, American trade groups and congressional committees have also rallied hard against it, arguing that the tax would unjustly target U.S. companies and workers. It all matters because no country wants to be in a dispute with its largest trade partner. Some experts are even worried that the clash could raise tensions ahead of a review of the CUSMA Free Trade Agreement 2026 to the point where its future might even be in jeopardy. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Have a great day.